Hey there, and welcome to the memoir, My Dad Wouldn't Write. This is a limited series of conversations between a daughter and a father about the things that make us family and the items in my dad's 82 years that have helped to shape who he is today. You know, he's had this incredible life as a cultural worker, poet, professor, an activist, and mentor, but he wouldn't write a memoir. So this podcast is a way to get those conversations onto tape and to find out exactly what shaped this incredible and complex and far from perfect man that I love, Eugene Benjamin Redmond. If you've ever wondered what it would be like to be radically honest with your father with no topic off limit, well, sit back and enjoy. I think you're going to find this fascinating. returned to the memoir my dad wouldn't write on a very auspicious day the holiday that activists fought for um, throughout the country Martin Luther King Day and we've returned to finish the conversation about the genesis of black studies how are you doing dad I'm doing pretty good baby and and uh holding on in wake of and in some ways continuing struggle with illness. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes, so... Thank you. You're welcome. For those of you who don't know, he's... If if you're just joining us, he's referencing this really gnarly back surgery he had um, last year. Um, So my my dad has a bionic back now, but the... (laughs) The upside is that he is walking mm-hmm. uh, back in his apartment, feeling relatively well and getting better each day. Um, Dad, the last time that we talked about black studies, uh, we were talking about signature organizations that helped with the formalization of the field. And you mentioned um, the CLA and the National Association of, was it African-American teachers or black teachers? African-American educators, uh, the National Association of Black Studies. Uh, Were you there for the founding of the National Association of Black Studies? Yeah, yes, I was on on the scene. I was, uh, I became a member, but it seems like in whirlwind, national, black caucuses, national black focuses came into being mm. like like a lightning speed, you know. Many of them just simply replaced Negro or colored with the word black. Mm-hmm. But they were whole new. It was just everywhere. So yeah, yeah, it was um, uh, a run on blackness. Well, you know, that that also, that makes me want to go back to retrieving the word black from a negative space and reclaiming it as the preferred nomenclature yeah. uh, for many people to this day. Um, so, 
it wasn't called colored studies. It was called mm. it was called black studies. And that had to do with black power, correct? Yeah. Well, yeah, the word yeah, the word black um we use and still is used in different ways in different places mm-hmm. and on different levels but mm-hmm. it um it was used or negro studies it wasn't called negro studies that's something we had a professor at, at cal state sacramento amanda gibson who uh he said i got my i got my position the hard way he said i teach i taught negro history in the early 60s, he was there when we got there. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm always going to teach Negro history. Oh. So he was kind of a thorn. And you had those kinds of people who were around mm-hmm. on campuses or uh, uh, parts of organizations. I saw the same thing on the Pauli Murray documentary. On who? Oh, Pauli Murray. Pauli yeah. Murray. Um, was it Harvard that she went to? Or was it Yale? I don't remember, but it, it might have been Harvard. It, it was, was Ivy League. It was an elite. It was one of the top yeah. elite Ivy yeah. Leagues, and um, the black students there, they they had to grapple with the fact that she would not own the word black. Yeah, she yeah. was a Negro. She was comfortable with that term, and um, she was just unreconstructed in that place in all of her radicalness. That was the area, that naming area she yeah. would not budge on. Well, it was, uh, and then I, right past Negro to Black uh, graduation, there was a question of what other terms uh, would be used to refer to black people. Mm-hmm. And some people were stuck with Afro with Afro American. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's when Haki came and said, "Well, Afro is a comb or a hairdo, <laughs> so I'm black." Gwen Brooks was one of the most notable people who said, "Black mm-hmm. hit every person of African extraction mm-hmm. on the face of the earth." Uh, Afro American excluded people who were not in the Americas. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, yeah. So she had, so, you know, that's when she published her famous anthology, Blacks. Mm -hmm, Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. And she wanted, yeah. So so there was a real tussle with that. Then it was Afro-American and Mm African-American. Yeah. And then there there was Afro-American. There were all kinds of, Mm-hmm. mutations and uh, uh, variations, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and you could, you could tell it as you went from institution to institution, walked that down the hall to the office, and what people had actually um, garnered as a title. Mm-hmm. Then there was th- this, this whole question of, um, of, of the focus you know, if, if 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 the name was black or African American or Afro American, what did you actually teach? And some people 
worked on it as though they were, it was an extension of civil rights, integration. Mm -hmm. So the idea was I'm here to carry on integration. Some people were at the very opposite end mm -hmm. where we don't call separatists maybe, you know, mm -hmm. Garveyites. And uh, uh, the others brought in the blackness or the racism mm -hmm. when it was uh, so like when it was absolutely necessary. Mm -hmm. I guess a midpoint would be um, uh, people who so who who said, okay, we start with roots in Africa, mm -hmm. you know, and um, in different parts of the country there were different audiences. So mm -hmm. when I left here, Auburn after a summer home where I met your mother. I was used to seeing this uh, black kids and teachers being integrated into a white system. So so as a white system. Okay, so a lot of busing mm -hmm. because there wasn't, East St. Louis was close to being a d predominantly black city, so mm -hmm. a lot of busing. Um, and just n used to the Midwest being that. Mm -hmm. When I got to California, you know, at best in the, in the Midwest you'd have a few, in the South, you'd have some black kids in a white classroom, mm -hmm. you know, with the best and brightest of our educators being taken taken to the white schools mm -hmm. and the not so best and brightest of whites getting jobs in black districts. <laughs> so mm -hmm. <laughs> when I got to California, I looked out in my class, you know, in college, and my students were, it was something like 30, 40 percent white, 15 hmm. percent um, Latino, 15 or 20 percent black, the rest Native Americans and Asians. Well, hmm. that's what I looked at every time I walked into my classroom, except mm -hmm. for the savvy kind of class that there was like an underground thing going on. Mm -hmm. You want to get that Redmond class, you want to get Dr. Colvin's class, you want to get, uh, you know, I could name my colleagues, you know, mm -hmm. the idea. So, so you did have students pile on, but that was the work of students, I mean, of, of teachers, registrars, and the whole thing, mm -hmm. you know. Well, so, this, this so, so mm -hmm. that's, that's sort of like, just to give you a picture of it, so from place to place um, and region to region, mm -hmm. the face of a class changed. And there were some serious white students who sought out, you know, from because of their background and because mm -hmm. of, uh, uh, they had been part of the integration policy in the public school. Yeah, the underlying question is what what made black studies so important 
was that it was a reclamation of a true um, picture of uh, the descendants of Africans' contribution to this country. Uh, so when David Hume wrote in the 1760s that, you know, Africa had no sciences, no history, um, that no race other than white people, and I'm paraphrasing, but closely, yeah. No, no, no race other than white people had had industry or produced a society. Right. This was a response to that lie. Um, so all black studies departments worth their salt are going to have a course or courses about the transatlantic slave trade and uh, maybe a Malefique Asante uh, piece um, that is about pre-colonial Africa, Mm -hmm. about uh, Africa's presence in all of the Americas, Mm -hmm. that sort of thing uh, that goes into the, one of the main projects of black studies uh, pointing out white supremacy and how it is false <laughs> yeah, yeah so what which makes me wonder when someone says i teach negro history when i think of the word negro i may be wrong and you can correct me but when i think of the word negro i think of people uh focused on integration and who might also believe that africa was a shameful part and christianity saved us from africa <laughs> Um, and that person may have trouble in a black studies department. Like they want to talk about Negro first. They want to talk Mm -hmm. about, uh, positive Negro accomplishments, but they may not want to decenter whiteness in the way that black studies decenters Mm -hmm. whiteness. Do, do you believe? Do you believe that that colleague struggled in that way or it was simply a naming thing, but the philosophies were similar? Well, I think uh, these are all, um, you know, this this whole area is, is real vast mm-hmm. because it get down got down even to complexion for some people, mm. you know, mm-hmm. and... Uh, so it's pretty vast, but um, I think that to wrest a black studies program out of the jaws of a white supremacist uh, university mm. <laughs> with all the regular and usual uh, genuflections and statues and names of buildings and so on mm-hmm. um, was quite a feat. Mm. Yeah, and um, true that. And there were different kinds of compromises to handle what you're talking about. And one was uh, cross appointments, and almost everybody was cross appointed. Um, Formally or informally. Mm -hmm. And it was done by forward-thinking and well-meaning people who wanted to protect the black faculty. 
and any other faculty with expertise in black culture or multiculture, mm -hmm. any event that this experiment failed, you know, oh, which okay. some people thought this film failed. You would still have a job. Yeah, so my title at Cal State Sacramento was Professor of English. So, so you had a retreat rights into a, what is called a conventional department. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so all that had to be worked out. And what you have now is like a College of Arts and Sciences type of institution inside Cal State Sacramento, and it's called College of Social Sciences and Interdisciplinary Studies. Now, we wanted it to be women's and ethnic studies. That was what we were going for mm -hmm. with the coalition. Mm -hmm. And in the ethnic studies, you had the five colors, four, four to six, depending mm -hmm. if you brought in um, Middle Eastern mm -hmm. and if you brought in some others, you know. Mm -hmm. yeah. But essentially, it were American ethnics, which would be African-American, uh, African-American, Asian-American, Chicano, Latino-American, and um, um, Native Americans. Native Americans, mm -hmm. right. Okay. Then it, we got a bit more, well, that's that's just something to be taken. There were a lot of people. Mm -hmm. And sometimes when I, when I, when I've given these lectures and talked, you know, contrasting Howard and Yale and Harvard Penn State, where Howard came from, mm -hmm. and uh, Temple, mm -hmm. you hear people say, mm. you know, and how far we've come, we've been set back mm. over against how far we went. Mm -hmm. You know, imagine going to one university and then you get a PhD in five, and, and even more. Mm -hmm. There were some departments derided as as uh, Negro studies, you actually people said, you know, mm -hmm. we have Negro studies over there, and so on, so on, so on. Mm -hmm. So did I answer that? You did. Yeah, it's very full. Right, right, because, right. Because we changed the communities. In many people's histories, but from what I read, the first formalized Black Studies curriculum was at Merritt College in Oakland, and then it moved over to San Francisco State. But you were mentioning that what you were doing at the experiment in higher education, um, what you and your colleagues were, were creating in the city of East St. Louis was a black studies curriculum. You can't leave out the Panthers and that movement on the West Coast. Mm -hmm. You can't, can't leave the Panthers. Yeah, especially when you mention Oakland. In fact, yeah, the students. Yeah. And uh, Sarah Webster Fabio, Fabio, and you can't leave out the street academies, okay. of which uh, most communities had one or two or three. East St. Louis had several uh, storefront academies. Right, right, which makes me think that freedom schools and that put the heat on the the actual, the real education. Right, and that, and that makes uh, me think, academy. yes, and that makes me think that the freedom schools from the civil rights movement may have planted their part 
That's in right. black studies as That's well. Right. Right. I never made that connection. Of course. So were, do you in remember fact, the takeover? one of the main guys that? just died. Bob, uh, Bob, um, Bob Moses. Yeah, he just died. So yeah. do you remember the takeover at WashU? Yeah, of course I do. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, Do I, you any specific recollections of that? Oh yeah, I knew some of the some of the people when when I got to um, when I came back to WashU as I would come annually, you know, to speak. Mm -hmm. Some of the people who had been involved were still there, uh, still around, involved, right? mm -hmm. and um, so and I knew them and, and I knew the faculty at WashU. As I, as this whole thing progressed, mm -hmm. the WashU, you know, got his Black Studies program. And one thing I want to say is, Black Studies was different on each campus. Mm. Uh, some universities never gave a department sex designation to blackness. Mm -hmm. It was like a program. Mm -hmm. It was a project, mm -hmm. you know, and um, mm. and it was called that. Mm -hmm. It wasn't called the uh, Black Studies Department. Mm -hmm. It was called a Black Studies Program, mm -hmm. you know, uh, or African American Studies uh, Unit. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. uh, at um, at at. Uh, CUNY, at CUNY Brooklyn, Black Studies is under Hebrew Studies. Interesting. Yeah. At some other places, they combine with Women's Studies. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like the, the part of it was an attempt to salvage, widen into a wider unit. Mm -hmm. And, and and I could go on and name you other kinds of uh, of uh, associations and connections, but it wasn't always a department departmental status. It's just uh, like Quincy's told me that his uh, president at um, the college where he started out in New York, mm -hmm. which was uh, Staten Island. Uh, no, Richmond College. I mean, yeah, he said the president said we're no, we'll never get a department. He said risk it and it might get it might go it might be destroyed mm. if we do fight that way. We won't we won't have a we won't get a department. I yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So that sometimes is some in some ways it's a misnomer even to use that because many of the departments. Uh, Member of the Black Studies units were not called departments. Mm. Yeah. Well, when you got now, to many of many of them graduated to departmental status. Mm -hmm. Yeah. When you got to um, when and you it got took, it took a, a trustee. Sometimes it took an act of a board of trustees to get it to yeah. department yeah. status. Mm -hmm. When you got to Cal State Sacramento, was it a black studies department you were going to, or were you coming there to build a black studies department? We were coming to build. Okay. The students were recruiting us, students and, you know, um, it, was, it was black studies, uh, it was ethnic studies, 
with black studies, Native American, Asian, and, and Latino, right? Mm -hmm. But it didn't have department status yet. You know? mm. yeah. And what did you have to do to get it to department status? Well, uh, we, 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 we formed, well, we formed a faculty association. Mm. You know, within the faculty association, mm -hmm. and I saw your, I saw some of your flyers and, yeah. and minutes for faculty association Meeting. meetings, yeah. and I saw that one, <laughs> that one hilarious flyer where I don't know if a student did the flyer for you or you did the flyer where you made a note to you know make sure they didn't bring any drugs. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's like a classic '70s open moment. Yeah. Well, you know that that, Please, that, that was part of it, and there were always <laughs> there were always uh, different units, different organizations on campus, you know, marching and picketing and and so on. And some of them had no real affiliation with uh, the university, mm -hmm. or they had front people who were students and faculty mm -hmm. or counselors, you know, or advisors or registrars. Mm -hmm. We had the, the brunt of getting it all going and keeping it going was on our backs. Mm -hmm. You know, so students and faculty, black students and faculty, and the other ethnic components um, did the same thing. It really... They really made made packs. Mm. Really made packs. You just couldn't. Um, uh, you couldn't have done it alone. So we had a we had a black faculty association, an Asian and Native American, you know, Latino, and um, so how we. Uh, so we, it was just work. Mm. It was work around the country. So we had meetings at night, you know, at somebody's home and somebody's apartment, mm -hmm. you know. Um, meetings in the day on, on campus, um, and there was a lot of sensitivity. I remember the, that uh, a group of black women came to my. Uh, we were the faculty. I was in the English. My office was in English, mm -hmm. and I, we would go to take a break and go have some coffee or tea, and I would walk over with some of my co female colleagues. There might be four or five women. We would stroll. Well. I had a group of black women come to me and say that, uh, you know, I was a champion, and unlike the athletes, I, I clearly wasn't dating white women and, and so on. Mm -hmm. And so we are embarrassed because, you know, like daily you walk from the building with these white women to, you know, to the cafeteria, to the faculty lounge, mm -hmm. and that we are sitting out on the green and all that. And we were just going to ask you not to do it. Mm. And I talked to wow. you. Yeah. It was that sensitive. Mm -hmm. You know, and they said, because you're one, of, you're one of our black champions. So you really are. You do champion us. And unlike athletes and and some other people on campus, mm -hmm. you know, which was true, mm -hmm. uh, and some faculty, you know, you're not openly dating whites and, and seeking to marry whites. Mm. And so I uh, thought about it. At first time, I thought, like, you know, wait a minute, I can do what I want to do. Right, I'm grown as hell. Yeah. <laughs> so I talked with some of the black women faculty and the counselors, and it was mixed, you know. Mm -hmm. So 
for a while I said to them, I'm, I'm, I'm working on some papers, I'm not going over, and let it kind of uh, ease away, it kind of eased up, and mm -hmm. I, uh, oh, I had a couple of black women come over to my building from sociology mm -hmm. or from social science where, ethnic, mm -hmm. where, where the ethnic units were housed to pick me up and walk me over, maybe even with the women, you know. Mm. But uh, it was kind of interesting. It was a very, very sensitive kind of thing. Um, yeah. But it, it, that that part died down. But um, people looked at it that way. They looked at it as, okay, you have a white wife. Does everybody have a white? Does everybody have a white? You know, they 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 said that that's that was where the lines were drawn for some people. Mm -hmm. That you know you don't deal with that. This, you gonna teach blackness? You know, it's the whole, mm -hmm. you know, you know, teaching blackness and sleeping white. And sleeping you know, white. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. So. Well, yeah, I noticed that. was a that, lot. That yeah. was a lot. Yeah. Yeah, I noticed that level of earnestness, and a, a sort of simplified clarity that happens at the beginning of all movements <laughs> before <laughs> things get more muddied. And we're and we have to deal with the nuance of real life. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, d I definitely noticed that in your archives, people wrote about. Yeah. Uh, people, what they put on the front of programs. I was just like, wow, you would not see this nowadays. No. This program is for no. black queens and kings. It's like, and then, whoa. You, and then you had the black <laughs> sons ancestors theater mm -hmm. broadly the best college drama mm -hmm. unit at, at Cal State won national. Wow. As the best <coughs> the best college drama group in the country. Well, let me ask you this as a final wrap-up question. You went to Cal State Sacramento in 1971. Uh, 70. 70. Mm -hmm. You left in 1981, correct? No, 83. You yeah. left in 83, so 70 to 83, that's 13 years. But I was still on the book, so some bios were, say, f 15 years because I didn't actually, I didn't actually stop, I didn't actually resign Formally. until 85. Okay. Mm -hmm. But by the time that you left campus for the final time as a teacher, okay, um, who would actually have a schedule yeah. the next semester, do you feel like you, your work was done where black studies was concerned? You're part of the work. Um, yes, yes. I mean, uh, Keith, who came here, you picked him up at the airport. Mm -hmm. He's president. <laughs> Little Keith came to me as a freshman. Wow. President of, of uh, what is it? Since San Jose, it's a Evergreen State College or something. Yeah, mm -hmm. but anyway, uh, yeah, yeah, very much so, very much so. Um, what mm -hmm. what I do have some feelings about is is something like when when Maya died, twenty fourteen, mm -hmm. and they did a major. The papers did a major, major stories on her. They went to Sac. They went to Cal State 
to get information about her being there in 1973, mm -hmm. right? But I brought her there with the help of some colleagues, mm -hmm. distinguished visiting professor, right? And so she stayed with me every week. She came up from Sonoma, California, and she taught two days, Tuesday and Thursday. Came up on Tuesday, stayed with me Tuesday night, um, stayed over, uh, I taught Wednesday, stayed with me Wednesday night, taught Thursday and then drove back, mm -hmm. drove back. Sac State had no record of her having been there. That, that they called me, that all, all the papers in that region called me. Hmm. For some reason, that had gotten erased. I mean, just, mm. what is that, you know? So, so there are things like that, uh, and there's some other things that I'm, I'm hearing, and I've, I heard, and I'm hearing mm -hmm. that kind of uh, that really disturbed me. I ought to use the word that everybody is using. It's concerning. Mm -hmm. <laughs> anyway, but I think I think that's a theme of Black Studies is the war against erasure. Yeah, yeah, that's right. All, all the way. Oh. That's why I was so happy about uh, uh, Coates. Oh, Ta-Nehisi? Yeah, going Ta to, yeah, Going to Howard? Yeah, but also just his rise. Okay. Know? And I'm glad that, uh, that Cornell's keeping it. It's kept it, you know. Mm -hmm. And the fact that Cornell and Jones went, the, the woman. Nicole Hannah-Jones. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm -hmm. Both went there. Although, although he hasn't gone... Um, uh, ta father called me and said, ta told me, told him, wanted me to have his best wishes for my health and all that. Mm -hmm. He actually called and told you. Oh, that's beautiful. But he hasn't gone there yet. He's still in New York. You know, that's the way he, he hasn't gone. He's doing, he's, he's virtual. Mm -hmm. He hasn't physically gone to Howard yet. <laughs> mm -hmm. Interesting. Mm. Anyway, um, yeah. So, um, but but as I look at students from the heyday, mm -hmm. they're all over the world, you know. Mm -hmm. They're all over, and and the people who left the Black Studies programs and went to be presidents and went to be deans of the places mm -hmm. because they got that good training, preparation.